I just saw the ladies there, like Kristen um, and, you know, some of the European other strong women. And I thought to myself, right, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to have to get better at this if I want to compete with them. So that was kind of like the turning point. Welcome to the Barbend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to Donna Moore, a British legend in the sport of strongman and a three-time world's strongest woman. Donna has been competing in the sport since 2012. And in today's episode, she shares her unlikely origin from Strong Woman, including a seemingly random competition invite through Facebook, as well as her future aspirations, which include competing in a completely different bodyweight category. Along the way, Donna shares some of her favorite and funniest competition stories and provides some insight into what it takes to start from the beginning and work your way to the tippy top of a strength sport. But before we get into that, I want to give a quick shout out to today's episode sponsor, Athletic Greens. I first tried Athletic Greens way back in 2012. It was already a massively popular daily supplement, and since then, they've undergone dozens of formulation tweaks, each an improvement on the last. It's the rare all-in-one green supplement that's NSF certified, a must for competitive athletes, and also tastes delicious. Interested in trying it? Visit athleticgreens.com forward slash barbend to get a free gift with your purchase. Now let's get on to the show. Donna, thanks so much for joining us. You are one of the most accomplished athletes in the sport of strongman, one of the most accomplished strong women in the past well, I mean, period. I was going to say the past few decades, but just period. But it all started somewhere. So how did you first find strength sports and how did you first find strongman? Um, the first time that I found um, strongman was kind of by uh, chance, really. Um, I'd been going to a regular gym for a while, just doing lots of like gym style classes, things like that. Um, and got signposted by um, a guy called Pete. He actually works for Cerberus Strength um, in Inverness, and um, that's where I used to live. So he showed me to another couple of gyms and kind of got me on the way to um, like squat, bench, dead, overhead press, more that style kind of training. And kind of to cut a long story short, they um, somebody on Facebook, which is hard to believe, for 2012, um, sent me a message and asked me if I would consider doing a strong woman competition that was going to be um, a different location in Scotland. So I just thought, yeah, why not really? Um, I'm always up for a challenge. And um, I've always thought that it looked like fun. So I've always watched The World's Strongest Man. And I did remember watching... Uh, Jill Mills in the early 2000s when World's Strongest Woman was on, you know, actual television here in the UK and thinking to myself, God, that's amazing. Like, look at her. She's just fabulous. But at that time, didn't necessarily do anything particularly about it. But um, yeah, that was kind of like my first introduction to it, seeing it on the TV, thinking it was awesome. And then obviously being invited to it um, in 2012. Um, and that was in like a, a rainy, rainy car park 
because it always rains whenever I go to Scotland, always. <laughs> so, uh, and whenever I'm outside also, it always rains. So, um, yeah, that was my first foray into it. There were some lovely ladies there from um, actually um, all over the world. So um, Germany and Iceland. And I remember like limited YouTube that it was then watching one of the ladies. Her name was um, really cool. Annette Wonder Bonder Weapon. That was her actual like German name. Watching oh, her on YouTube. That's better. Yeah, that's like that, out of, that's better than a comic book. That's perfect. Yeah, that's like the best name ever, isn't it? But I remember watching her on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh my, oh my days! Like, what even am I doing? Look at how amazing you know she is and stuff like that." But she was so lovely, and they made me feel really welcome. And I just had a really, really great, hard, wet day. <laughs> and I just kind of thought, this is what I would love to do. I'd love to get into this a little bit more, find out a bit more about it. And kind of the journey started basically there. So, and we are where we are right now. <laughs> I love how when you ask people about their first strongman competition, it's always in a parking lot or car park. It's always it's always either raining or it's 110 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know the Celsius <laughs> conversion in my head. And it's always like there are no bathrooms and there's someone recording on their phone. Like oh, the conditions are, are the least optimal thing in the world. Yeah. And um, it was also um, max, like basically max every event. So that was also also lengthy. And also when it's your first competition and you've never really done any of the events before, you don't even know what max is. So you think, right, okay, so I'll take the next jump. And then, oh, um, I might not make the next one after that. So best take that as well. And the best take that. And before I'd done it, done it I thought I'd walked my quota of the yoke for my whole life. <laughs> that, particular, that particular day. That's probably why we don't get on so well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it was a really steep learning curve, but... It was really enjoyable and my mum had come to watch me and she'd brought my kids along. So, you know, they were obviously all freezing and wet as well, but it was, it was like a good day. <laughs> so I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a really good experience, just like actual fun, you know, so I loved it. So your kids were there at the, at the start of your competitive strongman career. How have, yeah, how, have they, right. how, how have they been? Are they interested in the sport or is it just like, ah, eh, this is something mom does like parents are not that cool. Like what is their, what is their perception? Um, I think when they were, you know, the, when I was starting out, they were younger. So it was kind of more cool, but as they got older, it's probably like less cool. And also I suppose they get like de desensitized to it because like you say, it's just something that you, Oh, that's what my mum does. That kind of thing. So it's uh, just, they've taken it all in their stride really. But, um, you know, they ask me, you know, how have you done? Or I watched your video or my daughter's older. So she would watch on the live streams and stuff like that. And then, you know, obviously we can WhatsApp and things now. So we've got a bit of a dialogue going sometimes when I compete. So that's really nice. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're not into strongman. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Everyone, everyone has their, everyone has their thing. Um, yeah, well, they're just sick of it, I think. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your first time competing at the international level. I mean, I guess that was an international competition in that there were people from all over the world and there were athletes from all over the world. But what was the first competition you remember where you kind of went, oh, I I could be one of the strongest women in the world, if not the strongest? Like, was was there a moment that you remember where you're like, oh, I'm I'm very good at this? Um, I'm not really, I'm not really sure if I've thought around it like that way, but I've got more of a moment when I thought to myself, oh, 
if I want to be better at this, if I want to be good at this, then I need to sort my shit out, basically. So I'd ended up in um, Finland and it's the first time I'd ever met Kristen Rose in like real life. So I was all like, ah, <laughs> myself. And um, like for me, like it was in Helsinki. So I fondly call it, it was Helen Helsinki. But um, to be honest, it wasn't like a successful thing for me. I couldn't really lift any of it. The only thing that I did all right on was um, Conan's wheel. But I think it's just generally because still, even then I was kind of like athletic. We'd move in and carrying on the front load sort of thing. But um, I just saw the ladies there, like Kristen um, and, you know, some of the European other strong women. And I thought to myself, right, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to have to get better at this if I want to compete with them. So that was kind of like the turning point for wanting to be better and changing the way that I trained and approached the sport rather than more just like it is still, I suppose, technically a hobby. But, you know, as an actual athlete, I wanted to be really good at the sport. So that was like the defining moment for me there, really. What are some of those changes that that you that you that you made? What what as you made that transition from kind of hobbyist competing to hey, I'm going to take this seriously and try and be one of the best in the world? What were some of those changes? Um, it was just implementing like a more structured training program, um, paying more attention to each individual um, event, like breaking the techniques down a bit. Literally, just being more aware of what I was doing rather than just being like. A strong person lifting the lifting the heavy things, but like being more technically proficient in what I was doing, and actually thinking about what I was going to do and what I wanted to um, accomplish, and having a bit of a you know a plan really. So I work better with things being like goals to be set. So um, I think we come back from there and set up you know obviously for whatever competition would have been next, and work to work to make myself be better and more. Um, consistent there we go consistent at all of the events rather than just being you know I was good at mm, Applestone say but I wanted to be good at everything so that you don't really have one event that's really really awful that they're all kind of pretty good (laughs) so that's what I did just worked at those kind of things to make it be a better overall performance Um, and obviously had to push myself to be able to lift more weight because there is a there's a somewhere on Facebook and like a terrible picture of me as lifting a deadlift and it was all over the place. I don't even know what it was. But you know, when you look back, it was all part of like the learning curve, but you wouldn't want to lift that stuff like that ever again. <laughs> or to see anybody or to see anybody else ever lift anything like that ever again. <laughs> we'll get back to the conversation in just a moment. But first a quick shout out to our episode sponsor, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is the daily all-in-one supplement with vitamins, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, and more to help your body perform at the highest level. It mixes easily, tastes delicious, and is a personal favorite way for me to start the day. And yes, I actually am a repeat customer. Visit athleticgreens.com forward slash barbend today to check it out. Now let's get back to the show. Which events these days I mean, I heard in strongman athletes say you're only as good as your weakest event because you could set records in some events, but if you have events where you're at the bottom of the pack, you're just not going to win competitions. That's the difference between being an athlete who just sets records and being an athlete who wins championships. Right now, 
what are the events you consider your strongest and what are the events that you know you are still focusing on attacking as as quote unquote weaknesses you're pretty darn good at everything so it's all relative but i'm curious about those two categories um thank you i do try to aim to be as consistent as possible over everything um i'm always um on a log lift as a work in progress i would have said especially after uh, recent recent times at Wuss, I was like, oh, that didn't quite go according to plan, but hey-ho. Um, and obviously I like Atlas Stones, quite like the front carries, it kind of gets into a list, I'm like, oh, I like this, oh, I'm quite good at that. But um, the one of my main weaknesses was actually Yoke. So I'd always say it would be one of my least favourite events to do, but recently for Wuss, it was um, uh, heavy yoke for max max distance but in a time limit as well so obviously you had to balance being fairly quick but without making any mistakes and covering as much distance as possible and also it was such a fast turnaround with events it was obviously recovering from the the event before and then going into this event like with no warm-up and I actually won a yoke event so to me <laughs> that's like one of my biggest accomplishments um so far today that i i managed to win a yoke event in a in a big competition so um I'm, i was seriously happy with that i could just that would have been the best outcome altogether so yeah we've worked really hard to make that be better and when you say worse you mean world's ultimate strongman right oh yeah sorry yeah no no worries. So, so tell, us, tell us about tell us about that competition that your your most it was, um, that was your most recent competition right yeah it was yeah um so um, that was all a bit tricky because it was supposed to be in the USA, but the USA won't let us folk in from the United Kingdom and other places. So we had to change to uh, over to Dubai. So um, this time, uh, worse gave the ladies the same kind of treatment as the guys. So we got um, our trip paid for, hotels paid for, um, a nice time basically in Dubai and also the same platform as the guys to have the sport streamed on the internet with uh, core sports I think it was on Rogue so from that perspective and given the sport a platform it was a great thing to be involved with so the whole experience for us as the women I was probably speak for us all that were there it was great just to have that kind of same treatment and to show the sport off um, on the internet um, and streaming systems for everyone to see. And also it was fairly well received as well. I think if the, in the comments that, um, you know, people did enjoy watching us as well. We put on a good performance and um, it was interesting. We know we've all got different dynamics and can bring different things to the table. So um, it was a really great experience and um, a very fast paced uh, competition. But it was great to be there, you know, with the guys and have the same same you know, standard, basically. Who are the competitors uh, who you really like competing against? Do you have any folks where when you see them on a competition, you're like, yes, love seeing this person, love throwing down with them? You're smiling, so um, I know there are a few. Yeah. So, um, well, obviously, everyone knows, like, Jessica Fithin, just mainly because she's absolutely hilarious. It's just like, you know, you're going to have a great time when... Uh, Jessica and her mum, Joyce, like, rock up. <laughs> so it's... Uh, um, I really enjoy seeing that. Uh, seeing a mum too so um and plus we haven't seen each other for such a long time you know in real life so it's it was nice to see jessica mel annabelle you know from the uk andrea it was just a really great mix of people um my little sonny my love from germany you know um we have a lot of uh history together without competing so 
it was really great to be um, there with her as well. So I'm really lucky with the ladies that they had there. Nadia, I've never met before. Um, Corey, only briefly before. So it was just a really nice group of ladies as well. So it was fantastic. I'm glad you fantastic. mentioned Jessica Fithin <laughs> because she's been on the podcast before and she was so fun and she's just such a uh, cool <laughs> person to talk to that she's actually coming back on the podcast i'm recording with her two days after we, re- we record this podcast so okay I'll ask, fantastic i'll ask her the same question and she'll say something really snarky yeah she'll, and she'll probably be like oh yeah uh, no just she'll say something else she'll be like oh yeah donna yeah whatever <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll mention donna more and she'll be like who Sorry, I don't know it, Donna. Yeah, That's exactly. the- literally, she probably will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the strongman community uh, because it's something that is. It's. I think that your introduction to competing in strongman is the perfect example of how grassroots it can be. It's literally someone on Facebook reaching out to you and being like, "Hey, you seem like you like lifting weights. You want to come try this out in a car park somewhere in the rain in Scotland?" Like, yeah, that is. Yeah. Obviously, obviously that was about a decade ago, but the community is still very tight, tight knit. Um, How do you think the strongman community has changed in your, call it nine to 10 years in the sport? Well, first of all, it's obviously grown. You know, that's the the nicest thing about it. You know, strongman was obviously quite prevalent before, but now the, you know, the women's side of the sport is really, really taken really taken off with people that are wanting to come to the sport, even if people didn't want to compete, but actually just taking up like strong man training. Um, and, you know, if you get groups together, you know, in the gym and you have a, a great time, you know, with some events out together. So I think it's, um, you know, a great community to be a part of and it's really supportive. I'm very lucky to have never really had any, you know, negative aspects about it all. I've always had a really nice time <laughs> wherever I've won, but, um, so yeah, I think it's uh, a really great community to be to be a part of. That's so nice to see it growing, and also you know being on te- television, so people know what strongman is. You know they know the names of the people, um, and obviously so much more that the guys. But like people here would know who uh, Luke and Tom Stoltman are. And you know, ten years ago, if you'd have said or oh, named some strongmen, then people maybe wouldn't been able to name any in particular. Um, so it's really, really, unless you know, really just followed the sport, but people know who like Luke and Tom are, Eddie Hall, obviously, as well. So I'm obviously speaking from like a British perspective. So it's um, really great that, you know, they're on uh, people's radar. So that also, again, brings more people, you know, to the sport and, uh, you know, for women as well to see the guys. And then also if you with any of the guys and they'll be like, oh, look, there's a, a, a girl that does it wow that's really cool so which obviously they're going to say <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um so it's uh you know it's it it's such a growing platform and i really hope that people would join in and find out how much fun it can be you know that's that's my biggest thing for it you know let's get it to grow and find you know, people can feel so much better about themselves in a nice caring community as well it's like lifting lifting the cool things really <laughs> I, I do find it, I think people have, people outside the strength community might see it as ironic that one of the most welcoming groups in strength is made up of people who just lift rocks, basically. <laughs> That's because lifting rocks is the best thing to do. Gosh, you know, if everybody tried it, they would just know that, you know, like, come on. My friends at work would be like, what, just lifting the rocks? And I was like, yeah. So if you lifted rocks and you pulled trucks, you would know how much better your life is. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, here's here's a question, and I'm only being half serious because it seems like the trend these days. Who are you boxing? Who who are you? Who who's gonna be <laughs> who's gonna be your first opponent in your in your boxing debut? Well, now you mention that. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I have been. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Now you mention it. Um, so um, I've started going to Muay Thai boxing just as something else to do as a bit of conditioning and something to do with my uh, partner. So the only person I'm currently punching is him. So that's uh, that can be quite satisfying. But, Although, but, but in a legitimate <laughs> setting, it's in a legitimate condoned setting. It's okay if it's Muay Thai. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's an it's an actual a natural place. Yeah, um, so we've been doing that. So it's been actually really difficult because, as you've seen with all the other people who are boxing, um, that are used to being really strong and rigid. There's a very big problem with trying not to be as like uh, strong and rigid and pivot and move this and move this bit of my body. My brain's like, what? We're just meant to stand still or just run a short distance, but still really bracing. And now, now we're not doing that. What are you, what are you doing crazy lady? But um, yeah, just just something different to do. And it's a bit of a bit of extra conditioning. So why not? (laughs) Do you you think, I mean, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, carry on. Sorry. I was just going to say, obviously, that's a trend across sports now. Everyone's making the trend. A lot of folks are making the transition over to boxing because there's a lot of publicity behind it. And then a lot of boxing purists are very upset about that, frankly. Um, you know, have you watched, did you like watch the, the, the fight card that had, you know, Hawthor and Steffi Cohen and some of these other athletes? I'm curious. Um, well, we were still meant to be in Dubai, but we actually had to come back a day early because one of the other ladies, Annabelle, was competing at Britain's because she's also mad um, the day after. <laughs> so oh, wow. uh, okay. we're, all, we're all coming back to the same place. So we just all came on the same, you know, on the same flight. So I didn't watch it live, but I did watch some of the um, snippets of it all. And some of the guys that were doing the boxing, actually, they were in Dubai, obviously, with us. So they're actually pretty cool guys, you know, and... Um, Steffi was there, so it's um, it was interesting to to see it all. But I haven't like watched like the whole of the stream of it, just like the, the snippets of it, really. Yeah, the the, the Hawthorne fight was about forty seconds long, so it's not you're not missing you're not missing too much there. Steffi's Steffi's fight was a bit longer. There was an actual like yeah, there was like boxing involved. I should I should say I, I find it. I just I don't know. They threw throwing someone in the ring with Hawthorne on like a couple months notice after he's been training for a year in boxing. Uh... Yeah, it was, um, well, he was up for it. And uh, Devin was, uh, he's a lovely chap as well. He's really pleasant. Um, So hopefully we'll get the Eddie fight too at at some point if that uh, materializes. So that would be interesting to just to watch, but that's just a a strong person watching other strong people boxing perspective. (laughs) Are you are do you have to cheer for Eddie because because you are a cornerstone of the British strongman community? Well, I'm trying to find like a diplomatic answer, but um, I don't really. I don't really. My partner is um, technically in love with Hathor Bjornsson, so I feel that <laughs> I would I would have to switch to Iceland a little bit. No, um, I'd be cheering for them both. It's a, a big thing to be doing, and their training and dedication to change, especially you know their body type and everything. It's a uh, you know. It's a big thing, so good for them if that's what makes them happy. There we go. <laughs> what's what's next for you and Strongman? I mean, are there any 
Or do you have any particular goals in the sport that you haven't that you haven't hit? Things that you are still very adamant about accomplishing that are you know are not on your very lengthy resume right now. Um, I would actually like to come down a weight class, which is probably what I'm going to do um, to middleweight. Although I have mentioned that maybe I know not a lot of people would agree with me, but they're like another. Another class after 82, um, just because some of the other heavyweight women are so heavy <laughs> that the disparity in the body weight is actually a lot. So, you know, if you're competing in a weight class, you've got people that are, you know, obviously with people weight cuts, but still around the same body weight as you. Whereas um, I was obviously com- or compete with people who can be quite considerably heavier than me. So it does start to, you know, widen the widen the gap a little bit so um currently i would like to get down to um 82 and do a competition at that at that class if there was no 90 but um the arnold if it goes ahead that's my my next thing on the horizon i'm not going to the official strongman games this year so that was a a very big uh decision for me to decide not to go um so i just feel like i was you know not even going to try and defend my last title there, but at the at the present time, it's the best decision for me. So we're just having to leave that one to the side and then work forward towards the Arnold if it goes ahead. Um, I'm not really sure if there was another Atlas Stone record or something like that. Then maybe I feel that I would be able to um, move the Circus Dumbbell record on a little bit more as well. I really enjoy that as a um, as a press event. Um, and just see whatever else is coming up that's like fun and cool to do, you know. <laughs> Maybe get another hard Blair Stone, although they're very, they're very tricky. <laughs> but yeah, just just the fun things, you know. I'm really lucky to have to say that I achieved the things that I wanted to. Um, so now I can just have some fun and get out there and get their sport promoted, basically. Fantastic. Well, where's the best place for people to follow along with? with your training, upcoming competitions, maybe at a new bodyweight category in the not-so-distant future, best place for people to keep in touch or follow along? Um, I just really use uh, my Instagram. So that's just Donna Moore, um, strong woman. Um, and really, most of my correspondence and stuff goes through there. There is Facebook as well. So occasionally I would pick up Facebook messenger messages, but generally Instagram's the, Instagram's the way to go. Yeah, It all started on Facebook with a Facebook message, and then you... You know, you were off to the races from there. So I, I love that story. Well, thank you so much for sharing a bit about your history in the sport. What's next? Um, I, and hey, a little bit of boxing commentary. We had to fit that in. So I really, really appreciate <laughs> yeah, <we did>. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have no a good one. No problem at all. You too.